0: hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones and today on the podcast I am not accompanied by Jens unfortunately. He is on vacation in Yosemite right now and uh, seeing much cooler things than I am to be honest. Uh, So look forward to hearing about that trip uh, on the next episode of Concert Pipeline but in the meantime we have so much great content and so many artists lined up uh, to to be on the program that I didn't want to miss a Uh, a week without uh without having a pod so we're coming at you with uh with a new uh episode not slowing down that's what i'm saying right uh like i said lots of great interviews coming up some that have already been completed some that are right around the corner uh, on the the books and i'll tell you about those in just a minute Before I do, let me tell you how you can get a hold of us here at Concert Pipeline. Uh, You can tweet us at Concert Pipeline. That's a good way to get a hold of us, right? Just hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear, what you want to see and uh and that sort of thing also instagram periscope youtube all at concert pipeline and then facebook.com for slash concert pipeline pod that's where we can get a little bit more in depth that we can share some videos uh from the concerts that we cover uh as well as uh really kind of let you know what's uh what's coming down the pipes so uh, so check us out in all of those locations today on the program uh we have an artist that uh I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, we've had him on the podcast. Bef- uh, I interviewed him a couple years ago, actually, um, here in Napa at um, uh, at what was City Winery. But now it's gem Cellar Ballroom. And uh, And so he's from the Bay Area. He, uh, he's from uh, Marin, California, that, that area. And he plays so many shows uh, that I just can't help but... Uh, be inspired by how much he's getting out there and doing what he really wants and really having fun enjoying himself uh, making music and and performing live which you know such a passion for and that's uh, a dude named Matt Jaffe he's t- uh, 23 years old and I, I you know I have so much respect for how, uh, how much he's put himself out there he's awesome on the guitar as well and he's been doing this since I believe he was 14 years old or or so and uh, and has a lot uh, has built a lot of great experiences throughout which we'll get to talk to him about uh, as well in just a bit Um, so get into that in just a little few minutes before we do uh, you know like to start it with the story let you know what's been going on in my world for uh, the past week Uh, I'll tell you this past weekend, I uh, had a really great weekend. I mean, on top of um, going to see Matt Jaffe on Friday in town, taking the kids out to his show. Yeah, uh, you know, this weekend I got the kids in the kayak a couple of times, which was which was great. Um, and uh, they've they've been hesitant before in the past to get in the kayak. It's not fully their jam, and I don't want to just throw my interests on them. But I really want to impart. Experiences on my kids and getting them out of their bubble and not having them sit in front of the the TV uh, for hours on end on end being zombified. So, so that's what I do. Um, and so I took them out on the river on uh, Saturday uh, for uh, a little ride on the river and then uh and then Sunday, so hot this past weekend that um we got him up to the lake, uh took the kayak up. My daughter had uh, gotten this new uh underwater it's like a it's a goPro type camera, but it has a, uh, a case so you can use it underwater, and she thought that was really cool, so she got it for her birthday from my dad and uh really dug on it, so wanted to go up to the lake and uh and test it out. so we took the kayak up we paddle out to this uh island that uh that I like to take my kids to and uh you know and, uh, and I've gone there with a girlfriend as well and just it's just so peaceful because you just have this little spot to yourself where not really anybody goes it's uh 3 quarters of a mile out from the mainland and um and so we got to paddle our way out there and sure there's boats and that people can you know get out there a lot easier um and uh and sometimes they stop by but Uh, but really just sitting there having a beer or two, having, packing a picnic and, uh, getting in the water, splashing around a little bit and enjoying a great summer day. I mean, that's my happy place right there. Really? It's just, it's so awesome and so enjoyable. So why wouldn't I want to share that with my kids? So I do. Uh, and I did this, uh, this past weekend, we went out there and, um, and hung out did, like I said did some splashing around and then when we got back in the kayak to head back to to land it was a bit wavy I'll tell you it was there were some waves and uh and I I'm fitting three people into a one-man kayak and so I have my younger son uh he's in the very front uh my daughter is in the middle and then I'm at the at the back doing all the paddling while they're they're sitting there jabbing and uh and so they get in and then i hop in and and there's some waves as i'm hopping in it's uh it's kind of a a little bit bumpy some water splashes into the kayak and uh and we get you know a solid layer that we're sitting in and so i start to paddle and then my daughter's like we should go back. We should go back, Daddy. Like there's water, you know. Like get the get the water out, sort of thing. And uh, you know. And I'm like, ah, that's a pain in the ass. I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I'd rather just push forward and and uh, make the best of it. So so I do and I'm like nah we're not going back and and uh, as we're moving forward still you know it's still wavy and choppy the water's really choppy and and splashing up against the kayak and three people in one kayak probably not the best recipe for that um especially being way down with some additional water so more water splashing in uh from from the waves and as we as we're going along and so my daughter is like i uh we're gonna be okay, we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay, we're not gonna be okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny actually, because you know that normally my son is the one who's kind of getting worked up over um over kind of being in the the kayak and saying things like I'm gonna sing daddy and uh and I'm like, no, you're not, you're fine <laughs> and at this time is my daughter and and so she was going back and forth and so in my head, I was partially like, you know, she right? We're gonna be okay because this— way, I mean, the kayak is probably somewhere between a quarter and a third of the way full with water at the bottom. Again, a solid bottom layer. All of our stuff was, you know, soaked. The my um, bag with our picnic and you know the blanket and everything was, you know, layer of water in the back of the kayak, and you know we were just sitting in it, and and so I'm like will we make this? I'm, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not turning back now. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So we, we got to push forward. And so I did, I just pushed forward, but I'm like, you know, what would happen if, uh, you know, if it filled up more and it wouldn't be a lot of fun to have to, you know, abandon ship, so to speak, and get the kids out of the kayak. They have life vests on, uh, although side tangent, there, you know, and I told their mom that I was taking them up to the lake. She was giving me crap about, you know, about you know about if they would wear, wear life jackets. She's like, "Do they wear life jackets when they go out with you?" I'm like, "Of course they do, right?" I'm not gonna take the kids on the water without having life jackets on. That's just ridiculous. So, yes, they had life jackets on. They would have been fine, but I'd have to drag them or something and then, I don't know, flip the kayak back over while I'm juggling children and trying to get our stuff back in the kayak and wouldn't have been an exciting time. So it got as, about as exciting as it needed to be uh, and made it back to, to land okay in one piece, luckily. So I told the kids, you know, don't tell your mom about this because if, uh, if you do, we're not going to be able to come out again, I'm sure. So... You know, not that she dictates what I, I do with them, but I would definitely get an earful uh, about it. So uh, so that was the, the weekend. Man, tried to really keep cool uh, amid the insane heat and uh, and did all right. The other piece is my house doesn't have uh, AC because it's an old house. And I think I've talked about that before on the podcast, but man makes those really hot days tough because I, uh, I'm on the second floor and as we all know, heat rises. So I uh, I was toughing it out and I was talking to my buddy Joe uh, a- about how rough it was the night before and uh, and I woke up at one and I was just awake for a while, not even the kind where you you know get up and go to the bathroom and then go back to sleep like I do sometimes, but I was awake. And I was telling him about that and he's like, use the ac unit right and i and i had one that goes in the window kind of near my bed but my top my room is a big open room on the top floor probably like 14 foot ceilings or something and so an ac unit in the window not going to do a lot of good so i was like no no i haven't put it in yet it wouldn't do a lot of good anyway and he said no the ac unit i gave you and uh the, the rolling unit and i had to think for a minute and and I was like, that sounds familiar. Like, what is he talking about? Quick and uh, and so uh, we talked about it. And he's like, yeah, remember I gave you an AC? And I was like, oh, it's in my closet. Oh my gosh, you're a hero! Uh, and so uh, I I just hadn't needed it for like nine months or more, and hadn't even thought about that I had it. Uh, and he Joe was so generous to give me this AC unit uh, when he moved to his new home, which has central air conditioning like every good home should uh, and uh, and knew that I would u- use and get more benefit out of it and that's the kind of thing I do for each other is look out for each other and I you know have been giving him and his family a lot and he's you know re- supported me as well through you know these challenging times with with AC and in life and uh, uh thing cool thing about having a good friend right so uh, so I was so I was like oh my gosh you're a hero because I pulled that AC unit out that night That that it was blustering hot and and freaking use that thing Um, and to top off that that night like the the kids my daughter decided to uh, it would be a great idea for them to switch bedrooms for the night Uh, and it was a bad idea I'll just I'll just say that because she first she couldn't go to sleep and my son had gone to sleep and then. I told her uh, she wanted to switch rooms, but saw that he was already asleep and twisted up in a blanket and everything, and so she went back to his room, and uh, and I told her, I was like, if you're still awake in an hour, we'll talk, we'll figure something out, right? So she goes to sleep, and a little while later, my son wakes up, and he's not going to uh, go back to sleep, so he's like, um, so he needed to go back to his room, because uh, he said, my daughter's room was too dark and so i put him in his bed i have to carry my daughter out of his bed put her back in her own bed because at this point she's asleep and then there is an issue with the sound in my son's room he has a sound machine and love just for white noise and my daughter has a an old macbook with a, uh with a, a playlist that each song has over a, a thousand plays on it because it's it's a lullaby playlist that she's used since she was little, you know, really a little girl. And, uh, and so that I had just left the computer in my son's room, uh, for my daughter, but then she was in the other room and I'd played, you know, turned that on for my son. And then that stops. And he woke up and said, you know, and was yelling up the stairs, you know, I can't hear anything, daddy. And so, <laughs> So I was, I'd go back to bed and he wouldn't do it. So I had to go switch the sound machine and the computer after all that. Finally got the both kids to sleep with their right situation. And like, okay, in the morning I was like, we're never doing this again. We're just not. So made it through the night with, with the help of my AC unit and I don't know, sanity, I guess. I have a little bit of that left. So, so that's the exciting stuff from my weekend. Uh, again, we'll, uh, we should hear about Jens's trip to Yosemite next week on the podcast, um, and a lot of great interviews coming up. I'll tell you a little uh, later on in the program who we got, uh, but we have some fun stuff. So uh, before all that, let's get into our main content, which, uh, like I said, is Matt Chaffee. I interviewed him a few years ago, right before he turned twenty-one, and uh, and got to hang out with his parents at the show. Also, they go to a lot of his shows. They're really supportive, um, and talked to him about uh you know his kind of getting started in the scene you know in, into music and uh some of the cool experiences he's had and and so this time uh I found you know I realized Matt Jaffe was going to be playing at Veterans Park in Napa where they have Napa City nights um on Friday nights they just get a lot of they get a couple of, I think mostly local bands, uh, local is into the Bay area at least and probably in a bunch of Napa, you know, as well For, they'd tap them in Napa scene and then go out, you know, reach out farther. And, uh, and so he was playing, uh, that. And so, um, I shot him a text and, uh, to find out, um, what time he went on to whether, to see whether I could take the kids or not, if it was going to be at a reasonable hour. And so, uh, so he said they were going to, he was going to be on around seven. Uh, so I was like, Hey, great. That works. Okay. Do you want to do an interview? So I set the interview up like two hours before it happened. Matt was totally awesome to, uh, take time to, to chat before his set, despite it being ridiculously hot, you know, that afternoon we found a tree to sit under and, uh, and chat for a bit. So We're going to listen to that uh, interview. Before we do, of course, we're going to listen to one of the songs that Matt uh, played at Veterans Park. This is a song called Hellhounds of Alcatraz. Here it is.
1: Hi, my name's Matt Jaffe, about to play Napa City Nights, talking with Concert Pipeline here tonight.
2: of the night The hurricane's in motion as you're jumping from the jail The hounds of Alcatraz are hot on your tail They'll follow you through North Beach and way down to Mexico You're never out of reach, and It don't matter where you go Down the imprecadero They're following their prey The raid is getting Judgment Day. So, if you ever turn around, you know what to expect. The hounds of Alcatraz, a dog in all your steps. They had the mission bells are ringing.
0: Matt Jaffe, Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Oh, excellent. Is it on? Is it on?
1: Do I need to do anything?
0: Okay. Check, check. One, check, two. Check, check. Okay, we're good. We'll start over. <laughs> okay. Can't do it. Here, let's sit down. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm here at Napa City Nights with Matt Jaffe. Matt, yeah. what's going on?
1: Uh, have to be back. They They had us last year, so... I guess we didn't do too bad. Yeah, how did, how was last year's event? It was great. Uh, um, this place gets really packed, and I like to I like to sweat when I play a show because otherwise it feels anticlimactic. And this year and last year both, it's been really really hot, yeah. so I don't have to did do you that choose much your more. weekend well, right? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> I like looked it up yesterday. It's like oh. 97 degrees at 8 o'clock, yeah. but,
0: but really just for the weekend and then it'll clear yeah. up and you know normal Bay Area fashion, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so you're from Marin, right? Yeah, Mill yeah. Valley. Yeah, so you play a lot of shows at Sweetwater.
1: I and do. Yeah uh, Having grown up there. I Have been lucky to sort of be there Especially their go-to opening act for like touring acts that don't bring an opener with them. So yeah. opened for uh, any number of sort of random bands there, but uh, John Popper, Johnny A, The Electric Flag. I'm opening for them next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: And you played with John Popper just a couple weeks ago, right? Like? Yeah, yeah. So you, but you, you've known him. You've played him with him a couple of times, and you toured
1: with him. Yeah we toured with, him. <laughs> yeah, we toured with Blues Traveler for a while. I didn't know if he'd remember me. I hoped he would, because yeah. we, we did shots together. That was uh-huh. before I stopped drinking. Uh, <laughs> but uh, And he did remember me, which was super nice. Yeah. So.
0: What inspired the stopping drinking?
1: Oh, um, medical things. Yeah. yeah. Not, it's not very exciting. Okay. I wish there was some <laughs> great story of enlightenment, you know, like Johnny y- Cash y- crawling into a cave. Right, or something, right. But... Nah, no, 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 just just medical reasons. We'll work on a story. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Next <laughs> time I see you, yeah, yeah, it'll be full of swashbuckling and <laughs> other daring do. There I'm you sure. go.
0: But you got to play with John Popper also. You didn't just like open for him. You actually went on stage with him.
1: Yeah, we uh, we did a uh, cover Folsom Prison Blues. Together. How was that? This is great. You do that yeah. on your album too. So yeah, you... yeah. Um, shockingly, he was like, "Oh yeah, I've never really played that song. I don't know if I'll be able to do it," said. You know, it's a it's a 12-bar blues. Your band has blues in the name. I think I think we'll work it out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, does he not do... He doesn't
1: go down that road a lot, huh? I guess not. Uh, I mean, you know, truth be told, despite having blues in the name, they yeah. really are more of like a jam band. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah I saw him with... Uh his other band, like he had a, what was his other band that he had?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember I don't the name
0: of it. But I, I saw him, and uh, they, I mean, he is insane on the with their harmonica. It's ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. it's inhuman, really. Yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I met him a couple of times. I saw him at Bottle Rock too. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a nice guy. Big yeah. personality. Yeah. Never got to yeah. interview him though. So yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe with not sure. But, but uh, yeah, so yeah. you uh, you you play a ton of shows around the the Bay Area. So yeah, um,
1: you know. Uh, You know, some people think it's too much, like, oversaturation, but some people, you know, there are different approaches, sort of. Some people try to play only once every, like, four months, once every six months. That's not your style? Well, i found enough gigs that, like, sort of pay bills that aren't, like, marquee events. Yeah. And, And, like, as anyone who's a musician probably knows like farmers markets and like playing in retirement homes those pay really well and you don't really have to advertise them whereas the stuff that you advertise
0: like playing at great
1: american music hall or something like you don't make anything from that so if you can find sort of a balance between the two uh that's the ideal, I guess. Do they dig you in the retirement homes? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. You pull out some <laughs> oh, city blues, oh, and they'll. Uh, yeah, my yeah.
0: my musical tastes. <laughs> yes. What is it? Yeah, that's a recorder. This is. And, and,
3: and,
0: and the pod button. Yeah, we're not going to use that though. You go play, okay? It's my son his. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go play. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. You know, my musical tastes overlap a lot more with seniors than uh, people. My age and younger. Like, I love Hank Williams and Cole Porter and those guys. So, yeah. I learned a few of those songs. They love you instantly, you know.
0: You have a diverse taste that, you know, a lot of people, like you said, I mean, you haven't even explored or don't even. Aren't aware.
1: Yeah, I, I guess just what my parents sort of had in the car when I was growing up. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been thinking about it recently. Like, when I got to college, people were like, oh, you like, you like rock music. And as strange as this may sound, like, growing up, I never thought of it as rock. It yeah. was just kind of music, like the Clash and the Beatles and the stuff that was like, oh, like, I didn't even realize this was a particular genre. It just sort of seemed like the baseline thing, you know?
0: Yeah. So you're not as into new music as, you know? Uh, I, I guess I would say no.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of that's from lack of exploring, probably. There were plenty of bands from like 10 years ago who I was really into who have either sort of slowed down or fizzled like uh Franz Ferdinand yeah Arc- Arcade Fire right whose new records <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eh, yeah not not my favorite stuff yeah yeah but The Decemberists I think they're great uh Ted Leo I don't, he's he's a big favorite um so there is some stuff it's just uh Certainly what's really popular right now is not my my vibe.
0: You're a big fan of Petty.
1: Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Yeah, I got to see him twice before uh twice in the August before he died in the Greek
0: theater. Oh, you did, nice, yeah. He was, it was amazing, I'm so. Yeah, I saw him at Bottle Rock right, oh, you know, yeah. right before he died, but you know, I left halfway through because I, it was just, it was insane. It was just too much, so many people, and oh, yeah. I saw him back in like, 05 and 06 at the Greek, and yeah. I had, uh, pr- you know, photo passes, so I was closer than front row, yeah. and it's just it wasn't comparable, you know. It's just like to being that close and in it, and I had having that experience and seeing it, you know, with like a hundred thousand people or yeah. whatever, just crammed shoulder to shoulder, you know, totally, quarter yeah, Quarter mile back. It's just,
1: yeah, the Greek is a pretty perfect place yeah. to see him. It's he turned it into a living room, yeah. Like Stevie really Nicks
0: did. came out when I saw him, oh, really, him. yeah, cool. the
1: second year, like did nice. some songs with him. And that's awesome, yeah,
0: yeah. It, was, it was incredible, but yeah,
1: no, that's the first Celebrity death that I've actually sort of felt I don't know it's it's a weird thing to like even I I think it it sort of shows how we as a culture like often care more about a biography than the actual content that we I mean I'm not saying we shouldn't care about deaths I'm just saying it's like well sometimes we give a make a huge fuss about someone's death who hasn't put out records in years yeah and it's sort of like well I don't know. We don't know these people. Yeah. Uh, and again, well, it's, it's not meant to sound cold or distant. It's just like you know, we like the work. Not it, yeah. I, in ideal world, it's a better balance between like the work and the person. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, you knew Robin
1: Williams though. That I mean, did that hit you pretty hard? A like, little bit. Maybe? Yeah. That de- definitely hit me. He uh, I was playing an open mic in Fairfax, and he wandered in while I was not, while I was playing, and then did a thirty minute impromptu set right after me so i got to i got to meet him a little bit that one i mean that one hit closer to home too i mean he's from he went to redwood and uh in Cor- court of madeira larkspur yeah. i don't know what town it's technically in um yeah i don't know i i watched mrs doubtfire on an airplane the day after that oh. Too soon. Yeah. So it was too Probably your eyes out. It was too soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So many. I mean, he was my childhood. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. he uh, was That was a tough one. You know. Yeah. Have you seen World's
1: Greatest Dad by any chance? I think so. It's a really uh, a sort of underrated
0: yeah. Robin Williams gem. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Go back. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. 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 So talking about an open mic. So uh, Jerry Harrison, I mean, was kind of a, I think a mentor of sorts to you. And I've heard different ways about how that got started up. I (laughs) I read two interviews, one, and and I don't know, we probably talked about this a couple years ago when we chatted, but one was you chased him down in a car and another was he saw you at an open mic. Uh, Both are true. Okay. Uh, I was coming
1: home from a piano lesson with my dad. Uh We saw him in the car next to me and I said, I was actually doing, this is the truth. I was doing a school project on the talking heads in the Fifth grade, I said we need to. Inter- I need to interview him, so yeah. let's follow him, and we did. And um, he let me interview him. It yeah. took some. I don't think he would mind me saying that it took a little harassment to make yeah. it happen, but uh, it did happen. Uh, and then years later, I was playing open mics, playing some Talking head songs, playing some of my own stuff, and he saw me, and we made. You know, reconnected and he offered to produce a record for me.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, I mean, I I interviewed him also actually. Oh, really? Um, Cool. It's really short, it's like five minutes uh, at a David Bowie celebration. Oh, cool. uh, Which was like one of the most amazing concerts I've ever been to. Even in five minutes, I'm sure you.
1: Gathered that he's just a brilliant it, dude, really, really interesting. Cool to be Yeah, yeah in,
0: in his presence and everything. I don't think he really wanted to talk about talking heads. And oh, I think yeah. that kind of shut the interview down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think Yeah, I think that one hurts a little. Yeah. 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 Have you been able to talk to him about that? Or you, you kinda just stayed have you been able to talk to him about that or you just gonna
1: kinda... uh, you know, well, it's just of to hear, like I know him now, but yeah. it's still weird to hear him say like David as a first name without Burn attached, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. so we're just talking about David Burn as David. You know, I, uh, I, another thing I don't think he'd mind me saying is that he'd love if that band got back together. Yeah. Um, I would love if they got back together, cool. so I think, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a touchy subject for that matter, but... I don't know. I, I certainly don't want to put words in his mouth. Well. No,
0: no, of course. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so tell me a little bit about your newest album, California is Burning, how that came about. I know you recorded in like five days, right? Yeah, um, yeah, was, I was really into bands
1: like L.A. punk bands like X and The Blasters and uh, uh, Social Distortion groups that sound like really, I mean, those are all very different bands, but all had a, a similar energy and sort of like abandoned and I wanted to do something that paid tribute to uh, the subject matter, but also the musical style, sort of free and uh, very like live in the studio feeling. Um, And uh, we'll probably play a few songs from that tonight, which will have extra significance for Napa right now. Mm, Not written for Napa. Frankly, I'll tell you, came it,
0: before. It, but uh, the fires last year were nuts, man. Like it, yeah. it started behind my house, uh, oh, wow. like one of the fires, and so I had, I was evacuated for a week and a half. Wow, and I'm so
1: sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, but luckily it, I was your friends price okay.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and I mean, I'm renting, you know, but it's it's still sure. my home and everything. Yeah. But you know, you think you imagine being displaced, and you know, I got kids, I got a dog and a cat and everything. It's just I have not no, easy. To go I, yeah, like, no. I, I like, Having to leave your place, not knowing—I didn't it. know for a couple of days whether the house was still standing. Like I just—I'd written it off because everything I'd heard was that area was not pretty. Oh
1: man, I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that.
0: Yeah, but yeah, well, um, yeah.
1: I mean, that record was definitely. It, you know, honestly, it came more from fires in Southern California, which yeah. preceded, although I don't think were quite as bad, really. Um, not not that such things can be really quantified, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was drawing a lot from songwriters who uh, were sort of embracing California as like a place where really good rock and roll can come from. Mm-hmm. I think traditionally it's been sort of like it was always like London, New York. Like, yeah. you know, L. A. was kind of like does oh, does like really good rock and roll come from there? So people like John Doe from X and Dave Alvin from the Blasters. You know, Tom Petty to some extent embraced California as his home. Although, as a writer, I think I still think of him as like a Southern writer more. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to sort of embrace that lineage a little and make a, a a concept record. And you know, since this is just audio, let it be known I'm definitely doing heavy air, air, air quotes, quotes yeah. on concept <laughs> record. Uh, but about about this place, about you know where I come from.
0: Yeah. And, um, and so was there a rush to finish it really quickly? Like, did you have a certain um, amount of time in the studio or was that I planned? think I, I think I just didn't,
1: uh, a lot of it was just scheduling and yeah. finance and kind of dictated by constraints, but we were also doing it to analog tape, mm. which was another inherent constraint of the project. So I think I, uh, was kind of trying to wield those constraints as an advantage to, and uh, you know, to be honest, I think that is, uh, limitations can be a boon to creativity. Cause like you have every sound in the world at your disposal. It's like, oh, well, you kind of get lost there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually having the record remixed because are, okay. I, I I was driving around listening to it and would always turn, I couldn't get past like three songs. I was like, for a while I was just thinking, oh I just hate the sound of my own voice, that's it. Then I was listening to our older record and this newer one we're finishing up, thinking well, you know, I'm not Prince, but I actually can dig listening to my own stuff. So, And I remembered that I actually loved how it sounded in the studio, so I went back and listened to some of the raw tracks and realized that sort of got lost in the post-production, so I'm going back and really loving the results. So I think it's it, it sounds like a different session now, and I'm really pleased with that.
0: And so when you remix it and, and do that, do you, like, replace it on iTunes and everything? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get yeah. rid of
1: the old one? Yeah, I wish I had a way to, like send a new copy to everyone who's bought one, right. but I'm not, I'm not go, that Go door-to-door. Door and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you ever bought this record? Hey, remember when you... Yeah, I, I think
0: it could be a little bit better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, to, be, to be honest, it can be a lot better. If, I did only a couple songs at first to see if I was just being crazy, yeah. and it, it can be a lot better. So I'm not... I don't think I'm nuts.
0: <laughs> no, not not that much of a perfectionist. You're no, somewhere it's between. still
1: far from perfect, but it's <laughs> yeah. a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about this new album that you're. Uh, it's being produced by uh, a great guitar player. He plays lead guitar in a uh, band for a guy named Chuck Chuck Prophet. Do you know okay. him at all? I've heard, yeah, I've heard of yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> great band. Uh, the producer's name is James DiPredo. He's. Uh, he just makes everything better. He's got a, a Midas touch. Uh, he really does. So lucky to have him in the studio. Great guy to hang out with. On top of being very happy with the results, definitely the record I'm proudest of to date. Uh, just, I have such warm feelings about the actual production itself, the experience of doing it, yeah. which makes it a lot easier to promote and try to share, you Yeah. Know. Are you doing an analog again, or? No, nah, nah, no, that was... That, well, time done, with, done with that dalliance, <laughs> yeah. Dipped into that water, and now cool to... Yeah, you know, I'm not... I, I thought it'd be a cool thing to do, and it was, but I'm not a... I didn't really do it because I'm an audiophile. I did yeah. it more because I thought it'd be
0: cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what, we got, what, what you got planned for tonight. Are you cu- doing uh, any covers? Any, you know? I think we're going to keep it all original tonight. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Uh, Got a great new rhythm section I've played with a little bit. I've, I've kind of had a, a more revolving cast behind me lately, which just makes things easier, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're excited. People were great last year. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you've been to yeah. Napa a bunch of other times. I mean... I, yeah, uh, I when was the last... Uh, I've done Silos a bunch
1: of times. Yeah. Um, Have you done Blue Note? I actually haven't done you haven't Blue You haven't done Blue Note, night. okay. Yeah. I don't know if they only let... Jazz musicians play there or something? Not sure. I went there for or the first time this past week, actually. People so. who are a little funkier than well,
0: me. <laughs> you got a little jazz in you, a little blues. A little, you know, definitely you blues, yeah. yeah. I think you could get in there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a good show. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking before, and, yeah, I mean, you, I saw, I interviewed you a couple years ago when you played uh, City Winery, which is now um, Jam Cellars. Jam Cellars, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, and you opened for the lead singer Snow Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, um, I mean, that was a that was a fun show for you, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um,
1: you know, it was not... Circling back to not drinking, it was shortly after the medical event that mm. led to me not drinking, so... I honestly think I was a little bit out of it. Like, I... That whole period, I... I, like, is a little spotty in my memory. Yeah. Um, he... The thing... The sailing things, so though, it was great hanging out with you. It was great hanging out with Gary. Like, he was a really sweet guy, and... I've been lucky to meet a number of musical heroes, and um, what it goes to show is just that, like people who are good people stay good people, and yeah. people who are jerks stay jerks. Yeah. Like fame, uh, you know, this is cliched at this point to say, but like fame doesn't really change people. Like it might might exacerbate certain characteristics or personality traits but like he was such a sweet guy he has this huge song he's such a sweet guy yeah. you know yeah so it was a it was fun i i just remember after my set sitting in the back with what i don't know what the capacity is there it's a thousand probably know. about that yeah and people were so it was sort of spiritual you know especially yeah. when chasing cars came on the whole thing though like but when that sing- song came on, it was like we were all at church, you know. Right, it was right. It pretty amazing. It
0: was right. pretty cool. And, I, yeah, I got to hang, meet and hang out with your parents, actually, oh, yeah. that night also, which was cool to talk yeah. to them. And, yeah, know. they're here tonight. <laughs> they are. there. They, they come to a lot of your shows? or all I, of them? Or? I can't keep them away. Can't get them yeah, away. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, I mean, tell me about their support. How, uh, how... Oh, they're, it's
1: great. I don't know. It's not very rock and roll to... <laughs> be cool with your parents, but, but, but it, I like you know,
0: them a lot. But it's something, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm a little envious of because, I mean, it sounds like you got some your musical taste or maybe a lot of it early yeah. on from them. My parents well, didn't, I didn't get that from them. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> well, they've, they've just been,
1: they've always been supportive. They've, uh, pretty much every step of the way, I've been super lucky to have them behind me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's... Again, it's not you know, there are all these great rock and roll stories about being abandoned and you know sc- scraping by, but I I can't really claim one of those myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Taking good care of you, yeah. that. that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. For better or for worse. Yeah.
0: And and when you're not making music, I, I see you like to get
1: outdoors a lot, you know. Yeah, uh, big into hiking, biking. I don't I don't go to that many shows to be honest. You know. I I'm playing so much these days yeah. that I like try to cook for myself and uh-huh. have a night at home. Uh, I wish I got out more, but uh, yeah, just trying to be outside.
0: Yeah, and and you're a, a vegetarian also, yeah. and and um, and I read that that actually came from like your interest in while we're talking about the outdoors preservation of natural uh, national parks,
1: right? Yeah, you know I'm I'm an animal lover too. Yeah, it's funny I hear some like vegetarians who are very adamant that they're not doing it because they like animals yeah That it's like oh it's ethical it's an environmental thing and that's great too but it's almost as if like liking animals is a sign of weakness or something right i'm not afraid to say i really love animals i don't i don't like the idea of eating them you know yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh and so as we wrap i, I want to know because something that i know you've been really kind of Hopeful towards is kind of getting a national tour, getting out there, you know, getting your music out there as much as you can, right? So, yeah, um, that's
1: still the dream. Uh, I've been able to do some touring, Not, not as much as I would hope. I mean, I will say during the Blues Traveler tour, I knew at the time that we, that I, we may never get that again. So, I was, I had no illusions that that was just gonna like. Keep building like, Why
0: do you feel that though Because I mean I see you And I just see you Going out there And getting it And just performing it And like so yeah. much So much out there Um,
1: Well I, I still have like Infinite hope You know yeah. you gotta You gotta like Reconcile in your mind Hopefulness and like Faith that it can happen With the reality of like What's actually happening Yeah You know Perform as if like It is gonna happen You know Treat your pocketbook A little bit more Like it won't You know yeah. But uh, Yeah I mean Honestly, I feel like sort of for the first time in my, again, here comes some air quotes, career yeah. that uh, that like I'm really working with the people I really want to work with, that I'm really like starting to connect with audiences in the way I want to, and like I'm sort of breaking out of some cocoon and like becoming the artist I want. So I'm actually feeling very hopeful. Like you know, I would have loved to have sprung onto a national circuit right after that tour. I knew that was maybe just a remote possibility, but I still have a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. You know, I look up like when Tom Petty's big like damn, the torpedoes came out. He was like almost 30, so I, yeah, I feel hopeful. I might. Oh,
0: good okay. you're, you're young good and you stopped. got talent,
1: man. I have a few good years before I can pack it up.
0: You know. I, I've seen you on the guitar. You're, you got some. You got talent. Thank and you I, very I'm much. For you, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, have an awesome show tonight. And, Thank uh, you very much. And thanks for taking the time. I know oh, you yeah. give you a lot of notice. Good to see you again. <laughs> but, uh, I'm
1: gonna go grab to a burrito before, before the set. <laughs>
0: Do it. Thanks, Pat.
1: All right. Good to see you again. Nice to see you. <laughs>
0: that was the interview with matt jaffe here on concert pipeline uh it's fun having my son hop in for a second uh they, they were both both my kids were running around the uh veterans park while i was doing the interview they weren't too far uh it's another thing i had texted their mom and just you know that um just let her know hey what we were doing that night and I should really just kind of back off from that stuff because I don't get good feedback, but you know, back all the time. Right. And so she, uh, we talked on the phone and she's like, you can't, you can't be doing this. You can't do an interview and have the kids and everything. And it's like, no, listen, this isn't golden gate park or anything. She's like, they're beautiful kids. People can take them and, and all this. And I'm like, this is veterans park in Napa. There's like 10 people here, you know, this early before the show. And, Uh, and there, my eyes will be on him the whole time. And it's like, it's fine. And this is a guy I know we can talk, you know, just having a conversation. It's, it's totally fine. Don't even worry. You know, this is like the, the life vest situation. I told her, I was like, you got to trust me at some point. Haven't, you know, done anything to him then, you know, everything's good now. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that happened. Uh, and, uh it was interesting anyway um so i want to i want to play one more song from matt jaffe uh we'll play one at the end too but since uh don't have Yen's to bounce off of we're going to play a little bit more uh music uh from the the concert you know you play three songs instead of the normal two that we play and uh and get some music here on this pod so this is another song from matt's album California's burning which as he mentioned in the interview you know I think I think he mentioned it in the interview kind of yeah kind of had a um, you know special note for the what we we're going through with Napa you know and the fires and everything and we talked about all of that um, as well so this is a, a song called Fire on the Freeway here it is Well the
2: trees are getting trapped i Trying to escape the plane Hope
0: to see you again soon. All right, we are getting to the part in the podcast where uh, we are going to have some fun and talk about some music news. some interesting stories here uh that uh that are that are fun and kind of uh exciting at the same time anyway it's not not a slow news day per se i got a i got a couple of stories i'm excited to to share so the first is about a band that's uh, getting back together to uh to record a new album uh, maybe play some shows as well it's a little band called The Kinks and for those of you that don't know uh, they uh, they formed in 1963 and were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1990 their last album was 14 years ago uh, To The Bone and the Davies Brothers haven't performed together since 1996 um, and so they've, they've kind of uh, they've um, and Frontman Ray Davies has confirmed the news Saying that the band may p- even play some live shows uh, Although he, he seems hopeful about the reunion uh, I think it's kind of an appropriate time to do it He told the Telegraph uh, He said he had been working in the studio With his brother Dave Davies And bandmate Mick Avery Which has led to the pair making amends uh trouble is the two remaining members my brother uh dave and mick never got along very well he added um uh, but i've made that work in the studio and it's fired me up to make them play harder and with fire uh i've got all these songs that i wrote for the band when uh, we not broke up parted company he doesn't call it a breakup even though it's been over 14 years uh He says, it won't be well organized like the Rolling Stones. You must praise the Rolling Stones for being great at publicity and a great band at organizing their careers. And Mick Jagger's done an incredible PR job, and it's kind of inspiring to see them do it. Um, And he said, officially we are in the pub later on uh, getting back together. Uh, And so they didn't confirm plans for a live tour. He said, uh, the the Kinks will probably be playing the local bar. (laughs) Uh, And... Uh, so unfortunately, earlier this year, the band's former bassist, Jim Rodford passed away at age 76. Uh, and I, who knows if that may have something to do with the band getting back together and kind of realizing that, you know, time is limited. They only got so much time on this planet and you guys, they did, they've done some amazing things that, you know, I mean, they're in the rock and roll hall of fame, you know, they've reached a milestone and, and even you just have to kind of put stuff under the bridge sometimes you know let it be water under the bridge so uh, rodford had joined uh the the band after the, the band's uh, previous bassist john dalton left in 78 he spent 18 years in the band and co- contributed to every record release between 79 and 93 so um so his presence is going to be missed but it sounds like the rest of them uh uh, we'll be getting back together. And for those of you that aren't, uh, f- you know, familiar with the Kinks, maybe a little bit younger, uh, here's a couple of samples of songs that uh, that the Kinks did. We got your Lola. got that one which uh weird al parodied uh with yoda uh which probably even bigger than 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 lola uh to to be honest but uh i mean it's it's an awesome song of course you got you really got me 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 and then uh all day and all of the night right I mean, so they have these songs that are infamous and have been around, have been around forever, of course. And you don't even need to wait for a chorus to know the song; you know this song from the beginning, right? And so, Kinks are getting back together. Hopefully, the new album is good, and uh, and they're able to kind of make amends in the studio to to put out some good new music. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, so also exciting. Uh, the Bee Gees' Barry Gibb officially was knighted by Prince Charles. Uh, he's the last surviving me- uh, member of the Bee Gees, and he can now officially be called Sir Barry. Uh, so, um, on Tuesday, seven-year-old, one-year-old music legend was officially knighted by Prince Charles at Buckingham Palace. During the ceremony, Gibbs said he couldn't have attained such success without his brothers in hopes that they are pleased with his uh, surreal accomplishment. If I'd spent my whole life writing songs on my own, it would have meant something else altogether, uh, he said. I hope and pray that they're aware of what has happened and that they're proud. Uh, when asked about the musical pedigree of his family, he noted that much of the BG's fame came as a result of pure perseverance. I think being relentless had a lot to do with it. When you're a kid and you make up your mind to do something, uh, you have uh, got to have failure with a lot of success, and I think that's uh, what keeps you grounded. So they had a lot of massive hits, including Night Fever, Stayin' Alive, How Deep Is Your Love, and Tragedy, and uh, they're currently one of the world's best-selling acts. In 2016, Sir Barry released In the Now, uh, his first solo album in over 30 years, and uh, and his brother Maurice Gibb passed away in 2003 from complications stemming from a surgery to correct an intestinal block. So, and then Robin Gibb died in 2012 from cancer. So, uh, so it looks like uh, Barry's the last remaining member, and, uh, and he was knighted. So he's in an elite group there now. So, congratulations, Barry. Um, all right, got a couple more stories for you before we wind this podcast out. Uh, first off is Morrissey. Um, he, uh, protesters are gonna throw a party outside of M- Morrissey's Manchester concert. Um, and I, I guess his uh, alignment with anti-immigration politics in the far right inspired uh, the all day event. Um, and so he's uh, he's been on a tear lately, dropping comment after problematic comment on issues of sexual assault, political assassination, and even Hitler. Um, He's also discussed his support of the extremist right-wing for Britain party, headed by anti-Islam activist Anne-Marie Waters. Uh, And so I guess uh, DJ and writer Dave Haslam has announced a protest party to be held near the upcoming concert in Manchester, England. Uh, He's going to be performing at uh, Castlefield Bowl on July 8th. Uh, the party is going to be called "One Nation Under a Groove," and that's going to be at the Revolution Bar from three until midnight. Uh, the, the The event's Facebook page uh, puts it that the uh, celebratory all-dayer of diverse soul, field, uh, hope-filled music will exclude solidarity, uh, will ex- exude, excuse me, uh, solidarity, love, unity, positivity, reggae, funk, soul, and disco. Um, and a lot of local DJs are performing and donations that are going, are going to go to the love music, hate racism. Um, and they say, Manchester is our home. It's a city built on immigration, a city with an amazing legacy of great bands and wonderful clubs. The, uh, and they say the Morrissey, Morrissey fans on their way to or back from his concert are more than welcome. So it'll happen whether or not Morrissey actually shows up for his concert, which as we learned in the past, isn't all that likely. He's a, a regular at canceling his shows, and uh, I think any of his fans would even admit that that they're when they buy a Morrissey ticket, uh, there it's a hit or miss whether that's gonna uh, whether they're gonna be seeing Morrissey or not. All right, I got one more story, and this one is uh, this one gave me a chuckle, so I'm gonna share it with uh, with you guys. Uh, Fans of the Killers rage after toilet queues forced them to miss the gig. All right. So uh, the Killers uh, played at Swansea's Liberty Stadium over the weekend. Um, Concert goers with standing tickets claim that they missed huge portions of the gig after they were forced to leave the stadium to use port loos situated outside the ground. Upon leaving the stadium, they reportedly faced huge queues to use the loo as well as similar de- delays upon re-entering. Uh, so, posting on Twitter, one fan wrote, Unbelievable night at Swansea for the killers, spoiled only by having to pee in a bush due to the sh- shocking toilet situation. And that was a female fan, by the way, that said that. So, others called for refunds after expecting, uh, experiencing huge, huge queues, excuse me, Uh, and according to Wales Online, some eyewitnesses saw people urinating out of fences in a bid to dodge the queues. Police initially attempted to stop it, but reportedly became powerless as the queues built up. Concert goer Sam Jones said, "'I was furious. I missed the first three songs because I was queuing for an hour to use the loo.'" A lot of the women in the queue were furious, saying they had basically spent 65 pounds for a wee. Uh, And so a lot of people, a lot of complaints. Uh, people were urinating everywhere. I complained to the stewards, but there was nothing they could do. Uh, they said they couldn't have a drink after seeing this all because they went with three women who didn't want to pee up against a fence. Uh, and uh, someone said, i had been to concerts and stadiums all over the country, and I've never seen anything quite like this. So, interesting situation. I don't think they're going to be seeing any refunds for uh, the Killers concert anytime soon. So, uh, Sorry that uh, the bathroom situation didn't work out as they had hoped. All right. That is the music news for this episode of Concert Pipeline. So let's talk about who we have coming up on the podcast. So uh, I did an interview with um, a guy named Barnett English, and he's the producer of a music festival called Guitarfish that's going to be outside of tr- uh, Truckee um, at the end of July. And it's a, it's a really cool... Uh, festival. I mean, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. We talked about the, the lineup, which includes Combrio. Um, we're going to be having an interview with Combrio again. We're going to have him on the podcast, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, also, Pimps of Joy Time, o- Oregon, uh, Dino Hunter, Dead Winter Carpenters, lots of, uh, a bunch of bands. Um, and it's uh, out on the Yuba River, so... It's out in the middle of nowhere. I th- I believe you get you get your camping on and uh, and have a good time. So I talked to him about the the festival, and um, and what to expect there. So tickets are available. You can uh, get them at GuitarfishFestival.com, um, and uh, and we're going to be covering that festival. So we got that coming up. Um, also, an artist named uh, Essence. I'm going to be doing a phone interview with her. That'll be on the same episode, uh, as well. Um, and, and that's a really interesting story. I look forward to talking to her about that because I, I don't even want to spoil what the story is about until we talk to her. Uh, but, um, but she has a really unique story. So, so that'll be uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, most likely, uh, Los Kung Fu Monkeys. Uh, I'm most going to be interviewing them at the the Fillmore at their show opening for Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Um, and so that should be a fun show as well. So got that coming up. And one other as well. Uh, Greg Kin uh, is going to be re- returning to the pro- uh, the podcast, um, interviewing him uh, in advance of his show. Uh, he's going to be playing Sacramento Fair. Uh, and, uh, and got to talk to him last year and see him open uh, for... Huey Lewis in the news, which was really awesome, uh, and and Greg was a great performer as well. So we'll catch up with him in the the coming weeks. So lots of great stuff on the uh, on the horizon. Um, so check it all out, Concert Pipeline, and subscribe to the podcast. Give us you know a review as well. That would be great. Um, and so for all of us here at Concert Pipeline i'm steve jones we're gonna play you out with one more song from uh matt jaffe and this is a song called i don't want to be your chore here it is this is a song called chore here it is we'll catch you next time